Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Consumer Review Report. I'm Diane Rebecca here on WMCK.FM Internet Radio. All right, here we are again, another week, and I hope you have gotten through the week without any product or service mishaps. But if it was unfortunate that you did not, you can email me about it at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Also, if you want to rave about a product or service, you can also email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also at Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Alrighty, so for this week's show. Uh, I gotta tell you, for a while, but more so for the last two weeks, I've been wanting to throw my phone in the garbage. Why, you might ask. Well, I'll tell you. <clears throat> I, I, You know, I don't know about anybody else, but it seems like I've been getting an unbelievable amount of robocalls. Not just the scam calls, which we've talked about on the show before, but also uh, telemarketing and spam calls. I mean, I swear I get maybe five to seven calls a day. Now, you know, at first it seemed to happen when I would sign up for something, say Home Advisor, you know, you, you get a login, <clears throat> and then I think they ask you for your phone number and everything to, you know, uh, and emails also to, you know, as far as signing into their website to find somebody, you know, to, you know, a contractor or whatnot. Um, or when I got suckered into filling out a survey for an Amazon gift card, it seemed to pick up these robocalls because you have to give your phone number. And then they would come in waves, like when I would sign up for these surveys or I would sign up for some sort of website. Um, they would come a lot after that, but then they would die off. But lately, they seem to occur on a regular basis now. So on this week's show, we have an article from the May 2019 issue of Consumer Report magazine which talks about why these calls are allowed to occur and what may be done in the future to limit these calls as far as what the government might do. And also, they talk about what you can do to protect yourself uh, from these calls. Also, we have a video from our friend Theo Joe. You probably heard him on the show before. His video is how to stop 99% of spam robocalls right now. All right. So, but before we do that, we're going to go ahead and go into the recall portion of our show. So let's go ahead and do that. All right. Let us start with the consumer products. All right. There's only two on the list this week. Sunsetter recalls vinyl covers for motorized awnings due to impact and fall hazards. One death reported. So if a powered awning is activated while the cover is secured with bungee tie-downs, 
When the cover is removed, the awning can open unexpectedly with enough force to strike a consumer standing in the awning's path, causing them to fall and suffer death or serious injury. And again, one death was reported because of this problem. SSR Motorsports recalls off-highway competition motorcycles due to crash and injury hazards. The vehicle's front fork assembly can fail during use, causing the rider to lose control and result in a crash hazard. Alright, so let's move on to the FDA recall safety and alerts. They finally fixed that portion of their website on www.recalls.gov so I don't have to go to a separate website now. I can just stay on www.recalls.gov now that they have fixed that. There are four FDA recalls and safety alerts this week. Uh, starting with Pfizer, issues a voluntary nationwide recall for two lots of RELPAX, that's R-E-L-P-A-X, and that uh, particular medicine treats migraine headaches. So they are recalling it due to potential microbiological contamination of non-sterile products. FDA cautions pet owners not to feed Texas Tripe Inc. raw pet food due to salmonella. Uh, They're cautioning pet owners not to feed pets certain lots of Texas Tripe Inc. raw pet food after uh, samples tested positive for salmonella. Uh, Awers, A-W-E-R-S Inc. recalls grained salmon caviar. The 95 gram because of possible health risk uh, and it looks like uh, they have found botulism in with this uh, salmon caviar all right so it's uh, has a best before October 7 2020 date so again recalling grained salmon caviar the 95 gram Sockeye Salmon Caviar with Best Before October 7, 2020. Now, if you are concerned that you have any of these products, you can go to www.recalls.gov and click on the particular product link and it will tell you exactly what to do with your product. Alright, moving on to Dog Goods USA LLC to conduct a voluntary recall of Chef Toby pig ear treats because of possible salmonella health risk. Again, it's uh, dog goods uh, recalls Chef Toby pig ears treats because of possible salmonella. All right, moving on to the FSIS recalls. There's only one this week, and FSIS stands for Food Safety Inspection Service. Tyson Foods Inc. recalls Weaver brand ready-to-eat chicken patty products due to possible foreign matter contamination. Tyson Foods Inc., a Pine Bluff, Arkansas establishment, is recalling approximately 39,078 pounds of Weaver brand frozen chicken patty products that may be contaminated with extraneous materials. All right, so... That will do it for the recall portion of our show. Let's move on to the main event. And that is 
mad about robocalls? So are we. That's the Consumer Report Magazine, May 2019 issue title by Octavio Blanco. Um, so he, so the question is, mad about robocalls? So are we. Here we explain how things got so bad. Nearly 50 billion calls a year in the U.S. alone. And what carriers and the government should be doing more of to protect consumers. Plus, learn how you can join with us to fight back. So, just an example, and I can relate to these examples. Robocalls have become the bane of Carlos Bezina's existence. His phone, he says, rings day and night. Now, my I do have a do not disturb on my phone, so it doesn't ring at night, and even if I don't, I don't wake up to any, like, missed calls or anything, so, but apparently his rings day and night with that, with them annoying him to the point where he no longer answers unless he knows for certain who's calling, and again, I do the same thing because, you know, I talked about that when we talked about the scam calls, if it's important enough, they'll leave a message and I'll just get back to them. But it's, it's you know, annoying still to have these missed calls on your phone or, you know, you block the calls, but, you know, they still call. Um, uh, moving on to his story, he has removed a landline from his bedroom and he's missing important calls from faraway friends and family as a result. He says caller ID is useless calling uh, because call spoofing, which lets scammers call, come through showing fake numbers that often look local but become so prevalent. Uh, he goes on to say, I've even gotten calls from myself. And I have too, and probably everybody else can relate that you're so shocked that when you get a call, it's like your own number. And I even think that my number is being used to call other people because I had uh, some lady call, leave a message saying, I don't know why you're calling so much, but if you leave a message, I might pay attention. And I've never called that number or called that letter uh, lady. So I know my number's also out there calling other people somehow. All right. So, um, you know. Millions of people who feel their phones are under siege by auto-dialed spam and scam calls. Consumers shared their stories with Consumer Report magazine, complaining of chronic calls with suspicious offers for free trips and vacations and of robocallers attempting to bamboozle them into giving up their social security number, some told of being threatened with arrest if they didn't immediately pony up unpaid taxes or settle a debt. They griped about being awakened from sleep by scam calls of being interrupted while, well, in the bathroom. But that's not what they say here at Consumer Report Magazine. <laughs> of the amount of time wasted running around the house searching for a ringing phone only to find a robot on the other end. One woman saying her brother may have anger issues described a time he re reached his robocall breaking point and shattered his phone with a hammer. It's enough to make you feel nostalgic for those simpler times <clears throat> not so long ago when we were bothered only by human telemarketers hawking insurance or aluminum siding, Alba, they like clockwork at the family dinner hour. 
By every measure, the number of unwanted robocalls to our cell phones and landlines has reached an epidemic level. And if you think the crisis has grown exponentially worse in just the past year, that's because it has. In 2018, a record 48 billion robocalls were placed to phones in the U.S., according to Umail, a company that blocks and tracks robocalls. That works out to 1,500 robocalls per second, which is 56.8% more robocalls than there were in 2017. The deluge is partly the result of advances in telephone technology that let robocallers auto-dial thousands of numbers all over the world using voice over internet protocol in seconds for a fraction of what it would have cost just a short uh, time ago. All right, so here's the stats. A robocalls epidemic last year saw a dramatic increase in the number of spam or scam and spam calls, and in fact, nearly 45% of all calls to mobile phones were projected to be scam calls in 2019. Uh, so here is it. It's the number of robocalls placed in 2018 according to a robocall tracking company umail 1517 per second 5,461,100 per hour 131,066,390 per day and then it just per month is astronomical and per year is 47 billion eight hundred thirty nine million two hundred thirty two thousand two hundred per year that's in the billions so uh it, you know it's so it's become cheap and that's why everybody relies on that to just you know you can call a lot of people in an hour without having to use manpower to do it uh, you know, you could cut down on manpower and everything. So <clears throat> part of what complicates the problem of stopping robocalls, though, spoofed or otherwise, is that not all the calls are against the law. Certain legitimate entities in certain situations are allowed to make auto-dialed calls to you. Just because they're legitimate, of course, doesn't mean they're any less annoying. The Federal Communications Commission is currently considering a number of proposals related to um, <coughs> the TCPA, which I'm not sure what, oh, the Trace Act? I'm not sure what that means. Depending on what it decides, uh, could result in more robocalls. But for now, here's the basic playbook complete with gray areas. It's also noteworthy that there are more protections against robocalls made to your cell phone than to your landline. So here's the calls that are mostly legal. Political parties and candidates, as well as charities, uh, they can legally auto-dial you with a pre-recorded message to your home landline. The same is true of callers whose messages are purely informational. The pharmacy telling you that your prescription is ready, your child's schools to say there's a weather delay, or doctor's office to confirm an appointment, those are all legal. But I would assume that that's all things that you might want to know. So those might not be in the list of annoying calls. 
Here's another legal one. Auto-dialed telemarketing calls from legitimate outfits to your home landline are also legally permitted, provided the person on the other end is a human being. For pre-recorded messages, your written consent is required. So, to help consumers who want to avoid these calls is one reason the Do Not Call Registry was created in the first place. And worth knowing, these calls are prohibited before 8 a.m. and after 9 p.m. Another legal uh, robocall is payment reminder calls to your landline. For example, when your credit card company robocalls you to alert you that your payment is due, uh, they're generally legal without prior consent. Robocalls from debt collection agencies, which are also payment reminders, are legal to landlines and require no previous consent to be called. However, these calls are not covered by the Do Not Call Registry. Alright, so those are the legal ones. <clears throat> Here's calls that are mostly illegal. Almost all auto-dialed or pre-recorded calls, even those from charities, political parties, etc., made to your cell phone are illegal unless you have given your express permission beforehand to be contacted this way or the call is for an emergency. If you get these calls to your cell phone and don't remember giving permission, it's possible that you checked a terms of service box or provided a phone number during a sign-up process. See that? I told you that's when I would get those calls whenever I would sign uh, one of the, you know, sign up process for like, say, Home Advisor or something like that. See, and I'm thinking to myself, am I just being delusional when I think that I get most of these calls after I do something like that? But nope, here you go. So, uh, doing either can constitute consent to be called per SCC regulations. Here's another illegal way spoof calls are illegal if the intent is to commit fraud. Certain spoof calls are permitted. A woman's shelter is allowed to spoof a number to prevent an abuser from knowing a woman's location. Police departments will also disguise their numbers when conducting investigations. Doctors sometimes use spoofing technology to make patient calls from their personal phones to avoid disclosing their private contact information. But other than that, I guess all others, not to, uh, anything to commit fraud is illegal. So, uh, what have you done in response to robocalls? 70% said they stopped answering the phone if they don't recognize the number or if the caller's number is anonymous. So, I'm in that 70% group. 62% let most calls go to voicemail. 53% uh, educate family members about potential threats and scams from robocalls and how to protect themselves. So, 47% registered their phone number on the National Do Not Call Registry. So, that's another way you can uh, avoid uh, responding to robocalls. 16% started or continued using a free robocall blocking service. 13% signed a petition, 11% filed a complaint with the FTC, 8% started using a paid robocall blocking service, and 11% other, which we don't know what other is. Alright, so those are some ways that, you know, 
just stop answering the phone unless you recognize the the uh, caller because they're in their your contacts list or just let them go to voicemail and you know if it's important enough they'll leave a message and then you can call them back so uh, here's a rogues gallery of robo callers the federal trade commission and the federal communication commission regularly brings actions against robocallers and do not call violators in civil court often with help from state authorities. Since 2003, the agencies have won more than $1.5 billion in penalties and restitution, but only a small fraction of the money has been recovered. Uh, because the culprits are difficult to track or the profits are spent. So here are some of the FTC and FCC's recent catches. This one's a malicious spoofer, Adrian Abramov, Ab- Abramov, <laughs> Abramovich, that's what it is. <laughs> I got stuck there. <laughs> All right, his pitch was the telemarketer pushed travel deals said to be from national brands such as Marriott and TripAdvisor only to switch the consumers to call centers that would try to sell Mexican timeshare packages according to FCC. The scope of the scheme, the FCC found that the company spoofed more than 96 million robocalls in just three months. A medical paging company reported that the robocallers were disrupting its service, according to the FCC. The judgment, the FCC imposed a $120 million penalty in 2018. Here's another uh, Uh, I don't know, rogue, if you will, that the FTC or the FCC uh, has uh, sued and made judgments against. Uh, Credit card con artists, All Us Marketing. Their pitch was a web of companies and individuals formerly operating under the name Payless Solutions made illegal robocalls pitching a program to lower credit card interest rates. The scope of the scheme... 18 defendants phoned thousands of consumers including many seniors claiming they would save at least $2,500 in credit card interest payments with the rate reduction program. The consumers paid $300 to $4,999 up front but received no rate reductions according to the FTC and the Florida State Attorney General. The judgment in 2017, a court imposed a judgment of $4.9 million on the 12 defendants alleged to be most responsible for the scam. Smaller judgments were imposed on three other defendants. For most, uh, the judgment was entirely or partially suspended based on inability to pay. So that's sad because, you know, um, even though they sanctioned somebody... It doesn't mean they're going to be sanctioned if they don't have any money to pay anybody. So, I mean, I don't know what that teaches them. Then they just go on and do something else, I would imagine, right? All right, here's a relentless robocaller, Justin Ramsey. The pitch he had was uh, lead companies that blasted out millions of robocalls, often to consumers on the Do Not Call Registry, according to the FTC, offering home security systems and other products. The scope of the scheme, despite 
an ongoing investigation by the FTC allegedly continued unlawful telemarketing through a new firm making more than 800,000 calls to do-not-call numbers. So the judgment ordered to pay $2.2 million in 2017 to the FTC suspended upon payment of 65000 based on inability to pay. Banned from placing robocalls as well as calling and selling lists of do not call numbers. And so, you know, I don't know. I mean, could they just change the name of the company and continue doing what they're doing or change their product? I would imagine they could do that. Here's an insurance telemarketer, Philip Rosal. The pitch marketed health insurance allegedly by targeting vulnerable consumers, including the elderly, the infirm, and low-income people, according to the FCC. The scope of the scheme using spoof caller ID numbers. The FCC found that the company made more than 21.5 million robocalls in three months, averaging 200,000 per day. The judgment in 2018, the FCC imposed a forfeiture of $82 million on Rosal and his company. So a lot going on in these, you know, these people thinking that they're going to make a lot of money by doing this. Um, there was another one that kind of uh, intrigued me. <laughs> And it was, this one's entitled Tricky Travel Deals, and it, it, it involves Caribbean Cruise Line. And their pitch was they hired a company that ran an allegedly illegal telemarketing campaign that promised consumers a free two-day Bahamas cruise if they answered a political survey. The calls were designed to push more costly products and services to customers, <clears throat> generating millions of dollars, according to FTC. The scope of the scheme, the operation made billions of robocalls that relied on ID spoofing, disguising the names that would appear on caller IDs, according to the FTC. The judgment, Caribbean, was found was fined $7.73 million in 2015, partially suspended after payment of 500000 with other defendants, uh, was banned from making robocalls and engaging in abusive telemarketing practices. So that was Caribbean Cruise Line. So I was surprised to see that. Uh, the robocall ringleader, Kevin Geese, uh, the pitch, he ran two telemarketing companies and 11 shell companies from a boiler room in Florida offered a credit card debt elimination service charging between 2500 and almost 26000 up front. So that was kind of the one that we just uh, heard about on All Us Marketing. Well, he did almost the same thing, but it looks like his was uh, more, $26,000 up front. The scope of the scheme raked in more than $23 million from more than 10,000 co- consumers, according to the FTC. The judgment ordered to pay $23 million by a Florida federal court in 2018 for damages and restitution to defrauded cus- consumers required to surrender personal property, including a 55-foot yacht, 
to a court-appointed receiver. So those are all the things that they try to, you know, get from as many people as they can by robocalling. Um, of course, the people who are making fraudulent calls are by design operating outside the law and pay no attention to the rules. Uh, according, And also, there's no retribution, really, because if they say they have the inability to pay any fines, well, what can you do? You can't get blood from a stone, right? You can make that guy turn in his 55-foot yacht, but other than that, what else are you going to do? So... To help sort out the good calls from the bad ones, the FTC publishes a daily roster of blacklisted numbers. These are numbers that have received a significant volume of consumer complaints that apps may use to help update their list of numbers to block. Phone companies, some of which have developed their own call blocking software, also may use the list to either block calls or inform their customers customers when they believe a number may be problematic. More on this later. Many of these illegal robocalls originate from overseas criminal rings, according to the FTC. They tend to target the elderly and recent immigrants because both are deemed more receptive to come-ons. The scammers find people to or target by consulting phone directories and mailing lists, including sucker lists, database of individuals believed to be susceptible to fraud. There are many types of fraudulent calls, but the IRS fraud and Social Security fraud are two common ones. To trick you, criminals spoof a real phone number from the IRS or the Social Security Administration and pose as agents from these agencies. In the IRS scam, the caller may threaten you with jail if you don't pay taxes he claims you owe and insisting that you pay immediately or he'll dispatch the police. In the social security scam, the caller might say your file lacks necessary personal information, such as your social security number, or uh, they may claim to need additional information to increase your benefit payment or threaten to terminate your benefits if you don't confirm the information they have. If you get any such calls, the FTC suggests that you hang up and report the call to 877-FTC-HELP. That's 877-FTC-HELP, H-E-L-P, or go to ftc.gov slash complaint. All right, so that's some of the things that you can do if you feel like there's a scam call. Um, nobody, no legitimate Agency is ever going to ask for your personal information over the phone. Uh, so if they do ask for personal information over the phone, immediately hang up and report the call to 877-FTC-HELP, H-E-L-P, or go to ftc.gov slash complaint. All right. So that's all coming from... The Consumer Report Magazine, the May 2019 issue. Um, right now, we're going to go to the video, How to Stop 99% of Spam Robocalls Right Now. This was posted by Theo Joe. His, uh, you probably heard him on the show before. We've had his videos on the show before. 
Um, but if this is your first time tuning in, uh, his name is Joe, obviously. He originally uh, graduated college with a Bachelor of Science and a minor in physics and then started producing videos full-time on YouTube. His most popular channel, The Ojo, features entertaining technology videos, including reviews, tech news, and tech discussions. He started on YouTube making satirical tech humor videos, but has since moved on to real tech content. So why don't we go ahead and go on to what he has to say about how to stop 99% of spam robocalls right now. How's it going guys? I'm Theo Joe and today we're going to talk about how to block robocalls. Obviously over the past few years they've been getting crazier and crazier. So we're going to talk about how you can mitigate it. Probably not remove 100% of the robocalls you get obviously, but hopefully like 99% of them will be gone at the end of this video. So that's what we're going to talk about different ways to do it. Now I'm going to be specifically mentioning stuff having to do with the USA and US carriers, but a lot of this will also carry over into other countries as well, so it should work. Now, starting off, the first step, it's really obvious, but I still have to mention it, and that is the do not call registry. So it's do not call.gov, this is for the USA, and obviously this is only going to remove spam calls from companies that are following the rules in the first place, so any fraud or anything is clearly not gonna be affected by this do not call list, but you can go on there, and then any companies that are actually following the law hopefully will not be calling you. But even still, this list doesn't apply to several other legal companies like political groups, charities, surveys. A lot of this stuff is super annoying and for some reason the do not call list does not apply to them legally. So it's something worth putting on because it's so quick, but just know that it's not gonna obviously do much, but it's still better than nothing. Of course, that's just for the USA. Your country might also have an equivalent of the do not call registry. So for example, in the UK, I believe it's called the telephone preference service. I think you go on there and put in your phone number and maybe that will mitigate it. So you might just be able to go on Google and search your country do not call list and then see what comes up. All right, now next up, the next layer of protection is gonna be whatever spam blocking service your particular cell phone carrier offers. So a lot of carriers now have some proprietary app that they use. So starting off with AT&T, for example, there's AT&T Call Protect, which is basically just rebranded version of Haya. That's a third-party service. They kind of use the same list, I guess. But with the AT&T Call Protect, there is a free and paid version. The free version is pretty much gonna do anything you need, like auto fraud and spam blocking. And then the paid version just gives you a little bit more, like for $3.99 a month, it's like enhanced caller ID, reverse number lookup, and then custom call controls, which just lets you kind of categorize different, I guess, categories of spam, like if you want certain types, but really the free version is gonna do 99%. For Verizon, they also have an app called Verizon Call Filter, and this again has a free and paid version. The free version is spam detection and a filter, so again, that's pretty much all you need. But the paid version, which is like three bucks a month, also has like a personal block list, a risk meter. I don't think much of this is necessary, so probably just go with the freeze thing. For T-Mobile, they have something called Scam Block, which is not really an app, it's just something you enable in your account settings. And I believe this is free for pretty much all plans as long as it's post-paid. So it just kind of happens in the background after you enable it in your account settings. So you might have to download the 
T-Mobile account settings app first. And then Sprint has what's called their premium caller ID app, which is $3 a month. But this seems really basic and doesn't seem to even do as much as a lot of the free things do. So I wouldn't even bother getting this, maybe just get one of the third party apps we're about to talk about. And then of course, if you have a different carrier, especially if it's one outside the United States, you can probably just go on Google and search the name of your carrier and then call spam filter app or something like that. And it should come up with something if there is one. All right, now the third layer of protection would be an independent call spam blocking app. And there are a lot of these, and we can go over some of the most popular ones, talk about the differences. The first of these, which is really popular, is called Haya, and it has a both free and paid version, but the free version is gonna do pretty much everything you need. So this is gonna be able to block fraud and nuisance calls, obviously that's the whole point, and it also allows you to report fraud calls if it's not blocked, so you can kinda search for it and then write a report and possibly see what other people have written about a phone number. So this is also good if it's not not marked as spam and you're just kind of wondering what the phone number is and then a lot of people might re be reporting oh they called asking for a survey or some nonsense like that it also has another feature which is pretty standard called neighbor spoof protection so what this basically does is when a scammer a lot of times they will spoof the first six digits of your phone number so that it looks like oh this kind of looks like my phone number and then you're interested in it and you might answer it so it'll just block any phone numbers that have the first same six digits as yours and of course if you have a contact in your contact list that has that it'll whitelist those but 99 percent of the time if you get a phone call that's like almost the same as yours it's just a spam number however this does not always protect against certain trickier spoofers and we will get to another app that will be able to cover that in a minute and then for the premium version of Haya, it doesn't seem to really have that much more protection it's three bucks a month and really the only extra thing is you get faster updates like three times as often and then premium caller ID lookup or something like that. So I don't know if it's really worth the three bucks a month. As a side note, there is another app called Mr. Number that I've talked about in the past, and they seem to have merged Haya and Mr. Number. So I don't think they're different at all. Mr. Number is basically just the equivalent of the premium version of Haya. It's paid only, but they're exactly the same. So you don't need both. All right, now the next app is called Nomo Robo, and it is a paid only version. It's about two bucks a month. And this works a little bit differently. Instead of just having a broad spam list, I don't know how the other apps work exactly, but how this one works at least is basically it kind of crowdsources the spam list. So it takes a look at everyone using the app. And if a whole bunch of people start getting spam calls at the same time from a group of numbers or a certain number, then it will detect, okay, this is probably just a spam network calling people. And then it will pretty much automatically add those numbers to the list so that when it starts calling even more people, it'll be blocked by anyone using that app. So it's a little bit different as far as I can tell. Because it is paid only, I'd recommend maybe just getting this if the free version of Haya doesn't work and then you can go and this might be a another step up or at least in conjunction, you can probably use both. So hopefully this one will work in addition to the other one if it doesn't alone. And if those don't work, there is yet another app that works on an even different principle called RoboKiller. Again, this is a paid only app and it's about $4 a month or $30 a year, depending on the plan you pick. And how this one works is instead of doing the filtering on the device, basically you have it forward all your calls to their service. So it basically forwards the calls to the service and then they kind of do the filtering on their side. One advantage of this is that if it is 
confirmed to be a spam call. It will not even go to voicemail. A lot of the other apps, what happens is just the way that iOS works and maybe on Android, is that even if it blocks an app, it'll still forward that call to voicemail. But with this, it won't happen at all. And also another interesting, unique feature of this is because it's handled in their service side, they actually have what's called answer bots. So if it's confirmed to be a spam caller, you can kind of like choose a robot to talk back to the other robot. And if it's a telemarketer, it'll annoy him and stuff like that. And you get a recording. So a little bit more features, but it does happen off your phone. So if you don't like the idea of that, then you might not want to use it. So as far as the regular block list apps go, those seem to be the most popular ones. There's Haya, again, Nomo Robo and Robo Killer. But again, we did talk about how there are spoof neighbor numbers and those are a little bit harder to block because they aren't going to necessarily show up on any spam list because they're blocking your number and your number is obviously probably not going to be on a spam list and while i believe all of those apps do have a feature where it blocks numbers if it's the first six digits equal a lot of these new scammers have gotten wise to that and i've actually gotten several spoofed spam calls that have only copied the first five digits of my phone number so say my phone number is 555 one, two, three, five, 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 then they will start their phone number with five, 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 one, two, and then whatever. And then that won't get caught in the neighbor spoof filters and still get through. But there is an app that can block that. So on iOS, this app is called Wide Protect. It is a paid app, but it's only $3 one-time fee. So it's not a subscription, which is nice. And what this app does, it's really simple. It just creates a filter with a wildcard of any phone number starting with whatever numbers you want. So in my example, if your number is 555-123, whatever, you can simply add a filter for any number that starts with 555-12, and then all those other numbers will get blocked even if it doesn't show up in one of those other paid apps filters. Now, Wide Protect is only available on iOS, but there is another app on Android that can also do starting with filters, and that is called Calls Blacklist. So that seems to be able to do the same thing, and I think it is free. So if you have Android, that should work as well. Now, here's one side note. If you're using iOS, something you might notice and I can explain, and that is whenever you use one of these apps, you have to go into the call settings in your settings and then allow these apps to manage your block list. And you'll notice that a lot of these apps have multiple lists. It'll be like Mr. Number or Haya 123, and even with Wide Protect, there's like 25 of them. And you're like, why are there so many? Why do I have to enable all of this? And basically it's because iOS only allows lists of 2 million numbers per extension, they're called. So if an app wants to block more than 2 million numbers, it has to create more than one of these entries. So for Wide Protect, for example, depending on how many numbers you filter out with this wildcard, it'll tell you how many of these you need to enable. So if you block the first five digits, I think it blocks like 200,000 possibilities. And it tells you here, you only need to enable the number one entry. And then I guess if you start blocking 50 million numbers worth, you're gonna have to enable all of them, but you don't have to enable every single one. At least for the Wide Protect app, the other ones I think you do need to enable them all. So hopefully if you're using one of these apps or several of them and you combine several of these techniques, 
then you should be able to block pretty much 99% of robocalls coming in the future. As far as I know, at least with iOS, there's no real way to block them from going into voicemail. You might be able to do that with Android. iOS just has restrictions on these. But again, what I would recommend is just kind of start going down the list as you realize, okay, this isn't working 100% of the time. I'll add on this new layer and so on and just kind of keep tacking on the apps as much as you're willing to pay for until kind of one of the nets catches all of them. If you have other suggestions for cool tricks you might have realized that I did not talk about, let us know down in the comments. And also be sure to check down there because someone might have left a suggestion that is actually useful and you might want to see that. If you want to keep watching, I'll put some other videos right here. You can just click on those. And if you want to subscribe, I make... Okay, so those might be some helpful apps. Some are free, some are paid. And again, it could be a matter of you get what you pay for. So if... You get the free apps, they might not work as well as the paid apps. All right. Now, here's another, uh, and I wanted to also comment on uh, when he was talking about the spoof number. Just this week, I had a spoof number that was 1111111. You know, so, I mean, it's just, it's just nuts about, you know, Obviously, that's not anybody's number, so I'm not going to pick up when I see something like a strange number like that. So if you see strange numbers like that, just let it go. It's probably not important. Now, going back to the May 2019 issue of Consumer Report Magazine, they, in the same article, uh, they have a excerpt that's entitled a tech solution from carriers if technology in the hands of bad actors has given rise to this tsunami of illegal robocalls so it may be that technology supplies a solution um, consumers can expect major phone carriers to begin to roll out a game-changing new system called stir slash shaken this year T-Mobile has already started to deploy it in a limited fashion. The acronym STIR slash SHAKEN is a tortured one. STIR stands for Secure Telephony Identity Revisited and SHAKEN stands for Signature Based Handling of Asserted Information Using Tokens. <laughs> so I'm sure that we're not going to remember all that. So STIR slash SHAKEN is an acronym for blah, 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 blah. All right. Creating the technology is just one part of the broader mission of the Alliance for Telecommunications Industry Solutions. Session Initiation Protocol Forum and Industry-Led FCC Advisory Task Force. The hope is that STIR slash SHAKEN will help reduce spoofed robocalls by assigning a digital fingerprint to calls. That fingerprint allows carriers to immediately know the real identity of the caller when a call passes through any part of the phone system on its way to your device. If a caller is illegally spoofing a number to recall robo or to place robocalls, it will be faster and easier for telecom providers to shut it down and for law enforcement authorities to find and prosecute those responsible. So, you know, then once they get this up and running, are they going to figure out a w another way to get around it? 
you know so i mean every time that we try to squash a problem you know it, this happens with viruses too they make it better or they make it be to the point where they can get around whatever obstacle you tried to put in place so uh, they're saying with stern shaking, you'll be better able to trust caller ID and because it will contribute vital information to blocking services to target probable spam and fraud. And I've been noticing that with my carrier, which is AT&T, they, the, they have been popping up with like telemarketing in the screen or, uh, possible spam. Those words have been popping up whenever there's calls but still uh, that's fine when you're telling me it's a telemarketer or possible spam but the calls are still there they're still ringing my phone right I wish that they could just be blocked and I don't have to even look at my phone to see who's calling right I would think anyways so uh, on the other hand if the caller is legitimately spoofing a number such as, say, your doctor might be doing that, uh, the call will go through because the carrier will have confirmed that the caller hiding his number has the right to do so. But just having the major phone carriers on board is not enough for caller authentication technology to work optimally. Many Americans, particularly those who live in more rural areas, still have old-fashioned copper-wired landline phones and their phone service providers are not fully digitized and thus cannot support stir slash shaken. That means there will be gaps in protection. As the major carriers become more impregnable, the bad guys will move to the more vulnerable old school telecoms to make their illegal unwanted robocalls. So, like I said, they could put this in place, but is it going to be, they're just going to think of a new way to bombard us, you know, with these calls. And so, and then how much is that going to cost? Like, I, I guess that's the tell them, or the tell, uh, from, uh, actually the carriers are coming up with this solution. So, of course, they're going to pass the cost on to us. Like, we don't already have a giant list of taxes and such at the end of our phone bills, right? So, they're going to try to do this. Um, it does not appear that this system is on track to get up and running in 2019. Uh, you know, but they're going to try to take action to make sure that it does. So... It is 2019, and I'm not sure if it has, is, is in place or not. I mean, this article was written May 2019, so uh, it's hard to say. But the FCC uh, needs to make sure that this system is effective for all consumers, which requires getting all the phone providers to participate and that all consumers are able to stop unwanted spoof calls for free. So you don't have to do those paid apps right but how to protect yourself now i'll probably go over some of the same things theo joe just went through uh well while consumers wait for stir slash shaken to become fully operational phone companies and other offer apps and devices designed to help reduce robocalls 
They may block or identify suspicious numbers that may be fraudulent, such as numbers on the FTC blacklist or those that are artificial intelligence algorithms uh, that have flagged as or that are flagged as suspicious because of the sheer volume of calls they make. Consumers who downloaded these apps and responded to the CR survey said they work to varying degrees. So, if you want to try one, here are your choices. Your phone carrier's anti-robocall service, uh, call blocking apps, third-party apps. Uh, um, yeah, so Google's call screen. Google has recently unveiled a new tool called Call Screen. Landline call blockers, there's solutions uh, that also exist for non-digital landlines, copper wire lines, and typically involve installing hardware between your phone and the telephone line. So these devices come preloaded with numbers that will be blocked and that users need to update with unwanted numbers as they are received. These devices have a wide range of prices from around $20 to more than $100. And this was mentioned, Nomo Robo, the Ojo uh, had mentioned this, offers a free robocall blocking service for landlines, but it works only on newer digital phone lines and not old school copper lines. So those are, I mean, I don't have a landline anymore, but they did have a point about the rural areas. People there may still have those because maybe cell towers aren't available in their areas or they just have them for emergencies. But it seems like you can get a device and uh, go ahead and put that on the phone, uh, between your phone and the telephone line. And then you can, and then it has numbers in it, and then you can update it with other numbers as well. So that's good. At least uh, landlines have a option. And uh, hopefully, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's just going to be another hopeless thing like it is with viruses. Um, you fix, you have a patch for one virus, and another one pops up, or another 10 pop up. It's going to be the same for robocalls. You're going to have maybe fixes for uh, these robocalls, and then somebody's going to think of a way to get around that. So it's an endless circle to me, uh, it seems like. All right. All right. That is going to conclude our show for this week. If you have any ideas on any topics, any products or services that you would like to hear on the show, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report. And I'm on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. Also, if you have any uh, good things to say about a product or service or you have a complaint about a product or service, you can email me at consumerreviewreport at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook at Consumer Review Report and on Twitter at CRR in McKeesport. All right, so I hope everybody has a nice day today. And um, this is the Consumer Review Report on WMCK.FM.
I'm Diane Rebecca wishing everyone a safe and good week.